Okay. Should we start Save the show? Yeah, let's, just, yeah. Yeah. let's do this. Close the door. Please. Oh. No, I said, did anybody close So we don't no. have, you know, Apparently not. murderers walking because it is Halloween season? Right. right. Murder birds. Bird bird. Bird right. bird. Bird bird murder bird. Actually, that'd be a pretty good name for a show. Bird bird, bird murder bird. Bird bird murder bird. Bird bird murder bird. Would it be kind of like a... Um, Dr. Jekyll, Mr. Hyde kind of thing? Maybe, I don't know, but I mean, Now she's on. Bird Bird, sweet and cute. Now she's Murder Bird. But you know, you're, every every time Bird Bird's about to kill somebody, you hear, doot, 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 doot. <laughs> <laughs> and then you turn around and you die. <laughs> Welcome, sentient beings from all known universes and beyond. It's time to activate your cranial downlinks and prepare to receive a raft of discussion on a cosmic ocean of science fiction and fantasy topics, interviews with local area genre devotees, and insightful prognostication by our soothsayers of science fiction, our forecasters of fantasy, and any other beings that happen to get caught in our gravity well. This is the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. Folks, and welcome to another episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. I'm Bill. I'm Seth. I'm Jenna. I'm Chris. Charles. And uh, in this episode, we're going to be delving into the game world, talking about all kinds of games. Finally. Stuff. Seth is much relieved. <sighs> I've wanted to talk about video games since I came on over a year ago. Really? Yes. You never told me. Yeah, I've mentioned it well, repeatedly. The day I kind of tune you come. out like I do my wife. Oh. I mean, my other wife, Linda. No. What? <laughs> what? Wait. What? <laughs> um, because that makes it. Better. And this will be the last episode we will be seeing Bill. Um, I'm not sure what happened to him, but well, you know, there's some video games that we could talk about to work out that aggression. So. <laughs> yeah. uh, that might help. Works in, works in there. Might help. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. All right. So brings me back here? to the whole bird, bird, murder, bird. Bird, bird, <laughs> murder, bird. bird. So if you show up dead from bird, <laughs> you'll know. I mean, is it the bird or Linda using the bird, bird as yes. a murder weapon? A birder weapon? Oh my god, that's awesome. Linda's like, yep, all of the above. Thinking of, thinking of you, John. Thinking of you. <laughs> So games. Yeah, this week we actually have, uh, we've got Chris here, who's a gamer. Mm-hmm. Jenna's a gamer. Absolutely. I'm a gamer. I have gamed. I'm probably not a gamer. <laughs> but you appreciate the uh, I, YouTube videos. I, I've learned, yeah. Yeah, no, I, it's one of those, I'm, I'm, I can, a little while ago, um, I'm watching some kids occasionally, and they're watching the gaming section on YouTube. And my first reaction is, how the hell did humanity like go down to this <laughs> level where not only are you not doing actual stuff and playing a video game, you're not even playing the video game, you're watching somebody, you're having somebody else play the video game for you. Okay. And so that was my first reaction. 
And then talking to them, there was a couple benefits. They went, because well, uh, then I went, do you have the game? Are you going to play the game? Because I wanted to be doing stuff. Yeah. Rather than just watching. Rather than just watching and watching some fool, right, play <laughs> play a game, make, make silly comments, you know. And, well, the answer was no, they don't have the game. But Games are expensive sometimes. <laughs> well, and that was the other thing is... That, I, it, it took me a little while. I had to kind of work myself up to, okay, maybe you don't have to play the game now. Ten minutes of this for 20 minutes sure beats uh, hours and hours from people hours I know. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, sometimes. Yeah. Um, I, I, so I'm still on the fence with a lot of it. But, it, but the other thing is, I've, in my life, I've often enjoyed commentary better than I've enjoyed movies or books, uh, uh, sometimes it's phases. I, I, mm-hmm. And for the same reason, sometimes I don't have to read the, read the book or the commentary is so good. I've been sucked into shows just because I've read a good review, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so right. that's a benefit. Um, like I said, I still, I still sometimes go back on the fence. And when I watched a little bit of it, what they were watching, I found it very relaxing. Uh, but Charles is like, ah, so much blood and gore. Blow that shit up. It's just, it's so yeah. good. So good. I mean, Twitch. But to me, it was still, it was, I, I go back and forth a little bit. I think it's a little questionable if you want to spend too much time watching the gaming station. Well, if you're not a gamer per se, I mean, it's like, for me, it's a lot more about the personalities playing the game. And sometimes, sometimes it's also about them playing a game that I'm interested in, but it will never get around to playing. Like, I'm interested in a lot of the horror games, but yeah. I'm never going to play them. Just because I'm a big old pansy. But I think it'd be good uh, It's another you. way to experience it, though. Yeah. yeah. Having to go, A, spend the money, and, and B, decide you're not into it, and you've wasted nowadays 60-plus dollars on maybe that game yeah and it is also a way to kind of preview a game that you're a little bit interested in mm-hmm. but don't know if you want to pull the trigger on it now what of the games you've played let's go around what has been your favorite game um and that's that's like asking me what my favorite book is yeah okay what's hard. your favorite book what's your favorite, <laughs> what's your favorite genre of games my favorite genre is i think my very favorite genre is strategic rpg so that's where you build your own team of characters and you usually have a three-dimensional board that you move them around kind of like chess and you you get to build up your characters however you want to. So uh, stuff like uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. Uh, Disgaea. Ogre. Disgaea. I love Disgaea. Who you knew uh, one of the characters Fire after Emblem. me. Fire Emblem is Big what one I'm right playing now. Fire Emblem uh. Three Houses right now. And I have to protect all my precious students. Uh, what's some other good ones? Um, uh, I think they're kind of the big ones. At least yeah. the more recent one, Fire, Fire Emblem for me personally mm-hmm. uh, is one I've enjoyed. Um, outside of your typical, you know, Final Fantasy type RPGs, uh, Fire Emblem's one that gets me gets me on the couch for forty plus hours. To, yeah, I mean, uh, Disgaea. Yeah, Disgaea is all about kind of gameplay, mm-hmm. that uh, problem solving, raising your own characters thing. Fire Emblem is a lot about story. Yeah. So mm-hmm. you've got a lot of interpersonal ro- uh, relationships in that story going on, and you're kind of responsible for guiding how the story unfolds, which house. Uh, 
which house do you choose, what actions do you take within that house really affect how the story plays out in the end. So mm -hmm. it's like some games are almost like reading a book. Yeah. Uh, All-time favorites come up with uh, Baldur's Gate 2. Back, like, that was one of my first, like, just blown away gaming experiences just because of the story set in the D&D 2.5 E rules. Uh, and uh, Final Fantasy 7 Half-Life 2 is definitely up there. Mm -hmm. If you've never played Half-Life 2, that... That game is like playing an action movie beginning to end. It's awesome. Really? Huh. Yeah. All right. Jenna? Uh, I kind of have to agree with Seth. It's like, what is your favorite book? Because I think it depends on what mood you're in. Like, I love Skyrim if I just want to take long walks through the forest and murder some things and feel like I accomplished. <laughs> some things. feel like I've accomplished something because I've leveled up. But then again, I love Portal 2. I mean, I know it's an older game, but it's just like oh, yeah. the collaborative mm -hmm. problem solving. With the Portal gun. And the humor. Yeah. I played that. The, the humor, humor and the writing is no, so good. I still have yeah. a cosplay in the my head of how lie. I could be Gladys for a convention. <laughs> like, I, I, I have it in my head, and I want to be, I think it would be hilarious, because her little barbs, especially in the downloadable content, is great. Yeah. Um, but you can't ignore the classics. Like, I was raised on Mario. Mario mm -hmm. is, like, life. So right. that is the thing. Yeah. Know, so I kind of have a top top three, I guess. And they're not any particular game. They're more like the genres. So if I need to lose myself for a few hours into something, uh, it's going to likely be an RPG, something where I can put some thought into it, yeah. advanced storyline. That's where the Final Fantasies, the Fire Emblems of the world kind of come in and, and, and do that for me. But, um, you know... Cars has become a larger part of my life in the last few years or whatever. So I also enjoy racing sims. So your Forza, your Gran Turismo. So that's a big thing for me as well. Just getting in and driving a car all weekend or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, also uh, multiplayer games. Mm -hmm. So when I was younger, mm -hmm. we did, I did a lot more Nintendo 64 with a bunch of friends around a TV. And that went away for a lot of my friends for a long time. GoldenEye? Um, GoldenEye, yeah. It was, was pretty epic for us. But we were all in the same place kind of for that. And Halo for a while there when it came into the picture... You can play from anywhere. You didn't always have to be in the same room right. and get together with matches. But as of late, we started getting together again to play games like Overcooked. Yeah. Oh, Overcooked too, that's which a is good way. A, it is, and, and it's it's just it's this amazing game where you get you got to get all together and and you have to figure out how to make these meals and there's time clocks on. There's a little bit of strategy has to go into it. It it doesn't sound like it'd be something appealing, and I, little, I wasn't little, sure either. A little bit of destroying friendships there yeah, as well. Yeah, a little well. bit of destroying, a little bit of yelling, <laughs> some some slapping going Over, on. Overcooked and, was fun. It, it so, was fun, yeah. and so that's become something that's grown for me as another way of getting more together with people in the same room to play some games. Yeah. So it's become a larger thing. And those are enjoyed huh. a lot. Yeah, those are cooperative gaming yeah. experiences. You have yeah. to, you really have to work really, together with that. Yep, yeah, co-op has been a, a growing thing for me in the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. And Charles, you're not. <laughs> I'm not you haven't I played know. Okay, I haven't, so, I've been out of the loop. Yeah, uh, for me, uh, I think um, Descent was my first big game, and we used to play that at work. Hmm. So was a space one, the little ship that you Descent, go around. Yeah, and you were like, you know. So I watched my dad up. growing that a lot, oh. playing that a lot growing up, and okay. that kind of first got me into uh, computer gaming at the time because uh. we had gotten like a Sidewinder joystick for the yeah. computer and, and everything then, and uh, 
yeah, that was kind of uh, beginning in the some of the computer gaming thing for me back then. And yeah, that we, was pretty awesome. We played that a lot at work. We would have a lot of us would. You know, five o'clock was quitting time, but a lot of us would stay mm-hmm. <laughs> at yep. the office for the yep. next hour Linda, or two. Linda, when did he come home? Oh, it was late. Linda was like, "Are you ever coming home?" You know, my phone would be blown up. So and uh, so we did that. You a lot. tell that whore that she can't have you. <laughs> no, I'm just gaming. I swear. Well, and the funny thing was, we had um, the director of our IT department. Uh, we got him into playing the game so as well. So he can get the boss in on it. Yeah, and he would come by. Sometimes he would come in, and he would just have gotten off the call at the corporate office, and he'd be piss-ass mad about something. And he would come into the... We had like a little uh, uh, kind of a private room where there were about five of us in that room, and it was swipe-carded, and he would come in, and he'd slam the door behind him, and he'd say, Crank it up, fuckers! <laughs> 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 he wanted to murder something, you know? Uh-huh. And we fired up the game, and the funny thing was, he was one of the worst players. <laughs> and because he didn't play it near as much as we did. But he just didn't And he would get in there, and he'd be bumping into walls, you know, and mm-hmm. upside down trying to figure out where he was, and somebody would come away and just blow him away. And that would just happen, you know, for, for about an hour. And then finally, he, it was in the era where all the computers were linked, and if yeah. you mm-hmm. killed the power on one, it just froze everybody. Just and he would get pissed, and he'd reach down and hit that power button, and he'd say, fuck you all, and hit the power button and walk out. <laughs> That's one way to end the gaming session. No, it is, yeah. but I think that kind of therapy is pretty accurate. I mean, I remember being in grad school, and then also working, and I would come home to the guy I was living with at the time, and he'd have a shitty day temping as well. And it was like, Resident Evil? Yeah, Resident Evil. Because like, we had the uh, collaborative version on 5, and there was nothing as soothing at the end of the day like fucking blowing up some zombies uh, together. Yeah, together. zombies, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Some grenades. I named my shotgun. It was great. Yeah, another couple of games that uh, really come to mind for me uh, is, the, is the recent uh, uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. And that one is remarkable just for how much time I spent in the game just exploring mm. and looking at the beautiful countryside in the game. Just It was kind of remarkable for me because that was a completely new experience for me with just how kind of zen that game was where you could sp- just ride around on your horse and explore the countryside and find new stuff. So was it that much grander than like the Zelda when it came out on the Nintendo 64, for example? That was kind of one of oh, the first so, stories in the open world. So much more because that. that one still limited you on where you can go and what you could do. And, like You were barred off from access to certain areas. This one you can just go wherever you want and mm-hmm. you can find these weird special places in there that's just pretty and like see a deer run away as you go through the forest and another one is uh uh another one was xenoblade uh, chronicles 2 which is it remar- was on my short list remarkable for how fun it is but just for the quality of music in it well <laughs> what's so amazing i think about video games is like you you have these fantastic studios that create these graphics and music and art and then you have fans that come in because i remember almost as soon as skyrim came out the mods like Mm -hmm. the fan created mods especially in the computer uh the the computer version versus the playstation 
PlayStation version. And, uh, like, I knew a guy who would, he had downloaded so many of the mods that did what the special edition did, which was smooth it out, make it look all the more realistic, blah, blah, blah. He would totally trip shrooms and then just play for hours walking through the countryside. <laughs> I mean, Skyrim's another one of those games that's great for that. Because it's because open it's, world. It's open world and it just has such a breadth of different uh, areas that you can go to. You can be walking through the mountains. The and tundra. Snow, it's just like it's snowing and with a few minutes travel you can be in more of a pastoral setting where there's farms and things. Well, so, so if you have so much as in the non-gamer, um, I think that was last year. Those little kids I watched, they were telling me it was like a Lego something, something oh. game. Mm -hmm. But um, they're like, yeah, and they have a band that plays every Tuesday at so and so. And because it's a fresh they're band. In the open world. They're, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I remember my reaction being, well, okay, when you're a little older, hopefully you just go see a band. Because I get it. And, if and, they've and, got the funds for it, have you seen the right. economic uh, predictions of? Well, all right, like, all buy right. your gaming. No, stage. but it was a funny experience. <laughs> so it, it, it was a little before Thanksgiving. So I, I went to a to a Thanksgiving that happened just happenstance had a bunch of gamers show up, <laughs> and they're all talking, and they're all I don't remember which game world it was, but they're all like, yeah. And there's that band that plays on Thursdays on. And I'm like, wow. And I don't know. I, I, it, to me, it's a weird, because I'd rather, I'm still of the, uh, I'd rather go see, I'd rather go see a bad world. band mm -hmm. in a real real world. Than, than a good band than, on a computer simulation. I think. Was, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm, I'm not was, absolute. What if it was the same band that was a good band that played in the real world, but they're also playing or well, Or take time off from work to see this band on my computer at home. It, to me, it just so seemed a little, a little much. But there was a game recently, and I can't remember what it was, where they had, I think, Kiss play, playing no. in it. No? I'm, I sh no, I'm I just, sure. I hope that's not the case. I don't know whether they have or <laughs> I, not. I, just, I don't know if it was I'd Kiss. I'd to see that. It was some, it it was some is... uh, massively multiplayer game where they had a fairly well-known band come in and play, like, play in game deep breaths. it sounds I'm, like the sort of thing that would uh, that uh, Fortnite would do cuz they're all about getting uh, getting the kids in there it but it might be it's, an, it's a unique way i guess to get a little bit of uh, exposure to get out there and and I, I, I don't i don't know i think it's, we're moving more and more towards more virtual experiences well that that goes yeah. back to the whole simulation thought that you know we're gonna end up in the matrix, and it's just gonna be we're one big video game. The other the other experience is very similar. Same thing with the kids. Is they had me watch. It was two people in the game. They're recording the game and they're going back. They're saying witty things back and supposedly witty, witty to ten year olds, uh -huh. right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and it's they're showing me that I'm like, uh, all right. I mean that's okay, but they're. 
eh, you know. <laughs> eh. And then I come here, and Bill's like, hey, you got to see what's this red and blue thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, well, I guess if adults are, uh. I, I have to give it you credit. It is funny. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, it was just, to me, there's been a couple, not being a game, not kind of being part of the wave. The gamer world. Every so often, these things happen, and, I, and to me, they're strange. And at least that's the first, my first inkling. No, it, Maybe well, I'll come around. That makes sense. Now, I've got to give you credit for trying the things that the kids are interested in, and kind of more credit for trying the things that Bill's interested in. <laughs> well, Bill, Bill can be convincing. Pull your mic We're away gonna pull a little bit. No, really? no, like, oh, okay, there, there we are. Uh, Seth, uh, you were right. Um, Kiss uh, was in the band or in the video game Psycho Circus. Uh, they served as the basis for the game's premise. <laughs> and so it was back in 2000. They were. Oh uh, the, no! This the, is something much more recent than that. Oh well, this is back in 2000. So the the, the Kiss band was digitized and appeared in a series of Todd McFarlane's um, comics based on the band's 18th studio LP, Psycho yeah. Circus. Yeah, they're. They served as a basis for the game's premise. There are some bands that just have like straight shooter. up video games of them out on the App Store right now, and I wish I could. I think it's like Megadeth or something has <laughs> oh. their own game out on the App Store, which I don't know anything about. Well, I've, I've I don't either. And it. It's yeah, as you know, even as a gamer, there's still there's so much out there that appeals to different people. I feel like maybe the that gaming area is a little bit flooded with a bunch of nonsense. I, I, I can't speak to well, whether quality games or not, or I mean quality, that, that, you know. Yeah, that is a problem with, like, on all platforms. It's just the amount of shovelware that gets put out there. Yeah. And I mean, maybe it's going to become more so with uh, Apple Games. Yeah, with the, that the, new the, Apple the Gaming new, channel. Yeah, the Apple Gaming subscription service they have now yeah but apparently they've got a lot apparently of there's some quality stuff I yeah read you know some people who've tried it out or when they went down to the apple event and some mm. podcasters or youtubers out there and they said they tried it out and there's some promising things in there but how long does that last i mean yeah, look how at the long app until store. it's the app store when it was launched with... was was launched with a lot of quality apps and then soon became your 99 cents and free 75 garbage yeah. stuff 75 percent Fart noise generators. Yep. So, so how long until that this new Apple gaming uh, platform becomes that? And also, I'm getting sick of all these gaming platforms out there. It seems like if you everyone's got to have it, one. Yeah. Well, Discord, um, Discord, the you know popular chat had their um, uh, was it Nitro, mm -hmm, and, and they're getting rid of that because yeah, it no was one... it was everyone saying, hey, we don't need another gaming mm -hmm. platform to another subscription to. Um, you know, hey guys, how about a, a gaming platform? And I said no, and then they did it anyways. And yeah. Now they're like, my bad. We'll just yeah, we'll, we'll just stop this. Back. We'll stop uh, this. I mean, well, th there's a conversation to be had there too because mm -hmm. like Steam is the 500 pound gorilla in the room, <laughs> and with its flaws, it's not perfect. Yeah. Oh, but no. it is a solid. But it also doesn't have a solid competitor. Right. So then, without so Steam that, is a gaming platform. Yeah, Steam is a game distribution. Yeah, game distribution. I, I say platform as in like a maybe an ecosystem, if you will. Um, so do you need special hardware for it? Is no, it? no, no. Oh, okay. It, it, it's uh, you can buy digital games through it. 
and they serve as your library and how you download the games and they launch the games as well and kind of maintain a social network around it. So they're kind it. of platform agnostic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it'll, it'll run on tons of stuff, not most of the gaming systems per se. Okay. But they have but, made like Steam console things or whatever that never really yeah. went too far, but they mm. do have consoles now you can buy. They do have some Steam hardware on it, okay. yeah. But they were the only solution for the longest time. Right. Mm. And so by now, uh, anyone who's done PC gaming is so bought into their ecosystem that it's there's no real competitor for them. I see. But everyone else is trying to make something, which is kind of fragmenting things a little bit, but no one's gaining enough. Steam. Yeah. Right. I was going to... Steam, I like it. <laughs> I like John, you have to be listening. <laughs> that's two for me today. Yeah, yeah and that's that's been a thing. So people will launch these new games, and it almost becomes what platform are you going to... What, what ecosystem are you going to launch your game on? Some will just say, well, we'll do it on whatever platform we want, or mm-hmm. we'll do it through Steam, and... I'm still on the bandwagon of just do it through Steam and make it easy and just add it to my existing library of hundreds of games. Right. Um, so 90% of which you haven't played. <laughs> yes, yes, this is true. Like, Steam has become a, a, a library of collecting things that you may not even touch. Now, you guys But own then you'll watch different... the uh, YouTube videos on playing. Yeah. Do you guys own different platforms then, or do you just do Steam? So I, I have, um, on the PC, I mean, there's Steam on there, but I also have a, a PlayStation 3. Okay. I also have an Xbox. Um Okay. So I am now, as of recently, a Nintendo Switch, but I also had a 3DS before that. Mm-hmm. So I, I collect pretty much all of them, including like the Nintendo Classic, the PlayStation Classics. I've, I've got them all. Yeah. I have a Nintendo Switch, which is my primary gaming system. I also play on PC, and I have a not often used PS4. Okay. And, and a PS3 somewhere. Okay. Um. I mean, I've owned several systems in the past, but uh, I limited myself to a PS3 lately because uh, fucking life and jobs. (laughs) I don't say limited. The PS3 still got a lot of games on there. I know, but I don't have multiples because, you know, and I haven't, I could not, because of how little I can play it with my current, you know, Monday through Friday job, I haven't justified buying a PS4, which I really, really want. But I may will probably go to a PS5 because they're going to be able to... Backwards compatibility. They are backwards compatibility. That's the holy grail Which is really what people want. They want to be able to upgrade their hardware and they don't want to lose their They want to play the nostalgic games. That's that's true. That's a thing that That's what's kept me from converting to a PS4 is because I want to still play Portal 2. Mm -hmm. Don't want to have to buy it again. No. I I gave you my money, you assholes. Right, right. (laughs) Yeah, I've got a um, bunch of the original um, Xbox mm-hmm. uh, game consoles and then uh, PlayStation 3, so pretty much where I'm at. But, yeah, so, uh, but Descent got me kind of hooked on it, and then, uh, of course, Halo, got mm-hmm. big into Halo, um, some Duke Nukem, some of that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, ah, Duke Nukem. Yeah. One of the original games I don't think my parents would have let me play. Ha. Hmm. Oh, I you know, only minor adult theme stuff in there sometimes. But hmm. Yeah. Minor. Minor. What? One of one of the first games that tried to push the boundaries. Yeah, and um, 
Yeah, that was one that kind of skirted over. I don't know if that one would really started pushing some of the ratings things that they started to need. No, that um, would be Mortal Kombat. Yeah, I think Mortal, Mortal Kombat really originally got people wrong. panicked. Yeah, yeah. Kids getting the kids to be all violent. <laughs> well, now speak, that, speaking of that, in games and violence. Yeah. What do you? Think about all those stories in the media now or that shit. relate uh, going back, trying to bring to it back. Real life violence and, and as, shootings. And as long and as I've been playing games, so my entire life, uh, conservative media outlets have been trying to tie video games to violence. Mm -hmm. I mean, and and it's kind of the same thing as like rock and roll and. Right. Like rap music and whatever the scary word is of the time, but drugs. I mean, there have been plenty of studies that show that video games do not cause violence. Yeah. There is some correlation between people who are already violent and right. violent video games, mm -hmm. but there's no data showing that that the video games make them more violent. Right. Well, especially and, since you don't see the same level of violence or gun violence. In other countries, as yeah. you do in this country, they mm -hmm. still have access to the same exactly. games, the same things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if anything, there's been more positive, like cognitive things they've pulled out of uh, video game studies that show that you know whether you're piloting or doing whatever that there's benefits to that in, in the training aspect, mm -hmm. but not a lot of things that were harmful that they've been able to yeah. draw direct lines with. Yeah. You know, that, that made me think of something. I wonder how many, if anybody's done any experiments on video games and their use in like um, uh, elderly homes, senior citizen homes, and how that helps. Especially with that study there. I know they've done it for like military stuff and medical things like with surgeons. And yeah. I'm betting you that research is out there for um, elderly people that, that and how it helps with cognitive. Like no, I mean there's lots. There's, there's a few different systems that are not mainstream that definitely advertise themselves to assist with dementia mm. and mm -hmm. keeping people um, on point in terms of their problem solving skills as they age. Um, so I, I wish I could think of some, I, but that they're out there and it's it's positive. Yeah, I think there have been some of these, uh, some of the studies you're talking about, especially with the original Wii, which integrated mm -hmm. its motion controls right. and that, had and things that really like started Wii a conversation bowling. with people about that and where mm -hmm. video games were going to go to for helping in those in those areas. The Wii really kind of kicked that off, right? And, and yeah. like uh, experiences like that with Wii bowling and the Wii Sports, and the, those are the kind of things that like even non gamers did and can get into mm -hmm. and uh, e any age is appropriate for any age range you don't have to know a complicated <coughs> system you understand how to bowl sure and maybe you can't go to the bowling alley anymore right. but you can sure set up a wii and do it in your right. house or they you have the, the wii board you can do mm -hmm. your exercises on it or whatever the board you can stand on or whatever mm -hmm. they had workout routines it was it was the whole full body so video gaming experience yeah I took, oh, I don't know how many years, many years of piano lessons. And my little brother, who's six years younger than me, had a Nintendo, and he, he bought, like, a keyboard. It's a long, I mean, this yeah. is 30 years mm -hmm. ago. Mm -hmm. A keyboard and uh, some sort of music mm -hmm. thing. That I think I remember this. He taught himself to play the piano about as well as I could over the summer. Huh. You seen the video game, yeah. Which was I'm saying, yeah, six, uh, yeah, about, yeah, six years ahead of him and, and piano lessons, yeah. 
Huh. Like uh, I, I can see your games like Garage Band uh, or Guitar. Now that's one yeah. case for the learning that can really help you. But uh, right. And that if kinda... I, I could definitely, but I don't think they're. I, I don't know how often they're used that way. Well, there's so like there are so many uh, video game experiences that are just like more than violence. There, you've got uh, things like that. Uh, Chris mentioned Garage Band and Guitar Rock Band and Guitar Hero, yeah. which were ba- you had a yeah. big old. Uh, guitar uh, controller and pretended to be in a rock band and that was really fun i did that for a while yeah but i think going back to the to the original question is video games and violence it really does come across as a scapegoat that you don't have to address the bigger issues yeah i mean or disingenuous in that they're blaming that in order to take the blame off the rightful area yeah where it belongs because and it also kind of appeals to Sorry, an older generation who didn't grow up with video games yeah. and hasn't bothered to experience any of them. Right. We're going to take it out of the video games, the violence, and then you will, and then we'll say we fixed the problem, even though we didn't, and you all are going to keep voting for us because we took violence out of video games. Yeah, and meanwhile, Hollywood, yeah, they gets more and more violent every year. With what you see and but what they can do. No that's, sex. That's true. We're no going to yeah, You're going to get out there and you're going to praise, you know, Rambo for getting gory right. and gory every time they, they come out with a new one. And you're not going to talk about that, but you're going to be okay throwing a video right. game under their bus, which. Right. It's, yeah, it's nowhere near as bad as more of the re- realistic stuff that you have with I, the other. I've grown up with a lot of TV shows and movies that I have gone back when I was a kid mm-hmm. seeing. Mm-hmm. And gone back and went, holy cow! (laughs) I don't. How did mom and dad let me watch this? Yeah, right. Um, and so I don't know what happened there. I don't. The the biggest issue I have with finding blame on the video games, or like, how did you know mom and dad let me watch this? Is that's that's part of the discussion right there. Yeah, I think that is part of the discussion. Parenting, Mm -hmm. like, how are you going to blame video games when it's not some of these kids can't afford that by themselves? It's mom and dad that bought it for them. Mom and dad that let them put the time into it. Mom and dad that well never had a conversation about violence. And like I think you mentioned earlier, these games or Jenna that these games have ratings on them, right? Right. And I'm sure a lot of them say when they're violent you know it needs to have parental supervision yeah, i don't know what the age is on it 13 right. 14 and up but and I, mean, I would argue that there's probably very few parents that are sitting there watching their kid play that game right. and providing them the necessary parental yeah. guidance on some of that stuff uh, i never know yeah i mean there, there definitely should be more uh, parental involvement i mean what uh, charles is talking about what he's doing is excellent yeah uh, and right. mm-hmm. there ne- there needs to be more like adults getting interested in the things that the kids are interested in and trying it out and you know if seeing that and you know it maybe if it is going a bit too far for what, how old the kid is saying you know what no let's take this back there are more appropriate uh, games you could be playing yeah right like um Doctor Mario Doctor Mario is good for everyone Tetris. Problem solving. Legend of Zelda. Come yeah. On. Um, well, talking to, speaking of problem solving games, so you mentioned Portal earlier, yeah. which was very good. Uh, what other games out there are like that that would be good for younger children to watch that would teach them problem solving skills like that? Or, I mean, it depends entirely on uh, the kid and what they're interesting uh, interested in because there's 
a bunch of different types of problems they could be solving. Like mm -hmm. uh, puzzle based, some are some, uh, math hard based, based. Yeah. Like uh, probably like Hearthstone or Magic Arena. Mm -hmm. They're both uh, designed around making your own decks and pitting mm. uh, them against other people's. And that's the sort of thing that makes you think and solve your own problems, see patterns and be creative in how you solve your problems. Uh, there's all, like, the problem-solving game genre is an entire genre within games. So, like, it just, for me, I guess it kind of started... Well, no, I mean, Tetris would have been the original, oh, sure. almost. Tetris and Dr. Mario. Mm -hmm. And there were probably ones before that that I'm definitely not thinking about. But, I mean, you've got all sorts of things that, uh, I mean, are great for problem solving or learning. There's rhythm-based games that uh, might help you with music or mm -hmm. just a whole array of things. Like the indie gaming scene is bigger now, thanks in part to Steam and other digital marketplaces, yeah. than it has ever been. Like, you can... Yeah. Anyone can almost take their own, like, if they've got the time and the desire and the resources, they can... Don't have to go through a big publisher anymore. Mm. You don't have to put it out on a Nintendo cartridge to have your game seen by a couple million eyes. Mm -hmm. And I think there's the fact that now there are grad school programs in game development. Like, um, Southern Methodist University's Guild Hall. That's, I think that's really added to the, uh, the, uh, authority and the, this is a legit thing. It's entertainment. People want it. So we're going to train people to create it mm -hmm. because it's a crash cow. And mm -hmm. it's a huge cash cow. Like, I God, I mean, maybe since you've got the pad up stuff, you can see how much money did the gaming industry make last year? Like, it, it that's, is... That's an interesting thing, though, because there's, there's how much money the gaming industry is making, depending on whether you're, you're the Xbox or you're the Sony PlayStation or you're Microsoft or whatever... But a growing thing that, that's been interesting is the people playing the gamers are also on like your Twitch and everything like that. The gaming industry is also spending a crap ton of money as well on just the entertainment value on gaming, whereas yeah. it used to just be... It, they don't need to... There's more marketing now on the video game side mm -hmm. than on anything else. You've got yes. these big... I, and the names escape me right now, because honestly I don't follow the, the Twitch gamers all that often to, to know the names, but some of the big things have come, come up lately are... You know, we're going to leave this, release this game for free, um, you know, and it's going to be popular just like Fortnite or whatever. However, we're going to give this player a million dollars this year to, to come over to our, right, to advertise and game and stream on our platform. And that's where they're really doing, giving all the money kind of thing. And it's like, we don't even need the game off, we don't even need the revenue off the game directly anymore. Well, we're going to get it off the people watching them play the game. And I knew guys like huh. that before this even got popular. Uh, when I was living in Dallas, uh... I remember, and this is, God, 2009, I met one of Microsoft's gaming players, developers, whatever, and he was some 19-year-old <coughs> kid who was making over 100K a year in 2009, mm -hmm. just playing games because he had won a tournament in high school. Huh. And uh, he tested. He would test and, and put and help them develop stuff to be put out. I mean, there are people who are gaming 
like there are people who golf and they're making more money and yeah. they're getting followers and mm-hmm. and sponsorships than adults that uh, are as legitimate as football and hockey and anything else and you're less likely to get head trauma yeah. so i'm uh, sorry in answer yeah. to your question earlier yeah. Uh, in 2018, uh, video game revenue reached a new peak of $43.8 billion, up 18% from the previous year. That's going to keep B. growing. growing billion with a b- 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 I mean, Go well, ahead. no, but so I, I wanted so, so with the violence thing. I'm swinging back around real yeah. quick. No, that, 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 uh, uh, one of the problems that I'm, I've gleaned uh, with kids is that... When they play publicly, when they play, when they can talk uh, to their neighbors, uh, trash talking. Yeah, that that, that, that has seemed that has sounded to me like the mm. bigger problem. That's that where you is, get. That's where you learn slurs. You learn. Yeah, that uh, is you a, know, a, a huge problem. When it's unmoderated and and there's it's just an open field of, of garbage. We've seen what happens with. AI when you let it loose on the internet just to learn from things and it goes nuts and you end up having to turn it off. Anonymity plus audience equals massive asshole. Mm -hmm. No, and and I'm trying to think. I just saw uh, before... Which goes to say the game isn't its violence. It's also Um, a social aspect of what people are talking about on it. No, because... That has sounded to me like the bigger problem rather than just shooting people on or shooting I, zombies I would, or whatever. I would agree with you on that. Well, we yeah. see the same problem. It's your just neighbors is a problem. Yeah, we see the same problem in just like social media as much yeah. as... So, correct. so, the, so as for example, August online. 21st of this year, um, of 2019, there was a kid, they, they put this on video because the cops had this that kid from... Par- uh, was... A mom said her son was just a little boy. Police said he could be the next kid from Parkland. Because on Discord, which is ironically mm-hmm. not the, the chat system that Galactic Driftwood uses, uh, said he was going to shoot up his school while gaming and because he was trash talking. And the cops were like, we don't know if he's but that's, legit yeah, there's, or not. There's trash talking and then there's threats. And, then, and, and, and they're yeah. trying to be like, we don't know what your son could do. She's, they're like, do you have a gun? She's like, yes, but he's just a little boy. He would never do this. Yeah, everyone says that about every shooter out there. I never saw that coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so just, you can't blame yeah. them. But I don't think that's a problem from video games. That is a problem because, one, you've given this kid access to firearms because you're not being responsible and locking your shit and up. This, yeah, this... And two, this is like a, a some other issue personally that is not being addressed yeah he was yeah he wasn't taught that that it's a parenting aspect again mm-hmm. yeah that sort of language is never appropriate like even joking about that is it's not, not good it's not okay it was in a minecraft level. chat a minecraft chat a minecraft chat <laughs> oh my god minecraft is like the purest form of creative video gaming huh. uh but I mean, we were talking. We were uh, talking about. Uh, well, but the temptation. I see. I don't even know. If I just, just. I don't know what to do about it. But I see. I can see the temptation. If you grew up with the system, to always want to one up your neighbor. Mm-hmm. And and that or by one upping, it's they've said something crude, and you want to yep. go. It's really. I can see real well, easy. 
getting to the point as a kid going, well, I'm going to shoot up my school. You know, it's it, just a contest. It, it's a the, race to the bottom. Yeah, race it's to the bottom. The yeah. Same yeah. thing That's, as yeah. uh, like excusing behavior with boys will be boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like saying gamers will be gamers, and they just like trash talk. And it's like, no, know. they have so, to be taught that this is. So when a, a bunch of gamer boys yeah, yeah, threaten a female gamer that they're going to find her house and rape her because she. There should be destroys them, yeah. There should be consequences attached to exactly. that. Exactly. Yeah. Like that, they they should one hundred percent. The police should come to the house and treat it as an actual threat, and like it's not that sort of thing isn't free speech. That's threatening speech, mm-hmm. and the con- that's and, not and protected. that's what the cops' uh, legality was to this because. This kid's conversation was reported to the FBI. And, and, have to and the FBI is like, in that aspect. There's yeah. no well he was playing And the, the video police game. should have shown up at that kid's house, sure. and it, that would have established and they consequences did. for that action. And they did. And the mother tried to excuse it, saying he's just a kid. Well, and at that point, as, as a parent, if, if I had that's a child there was in that though. situation, if that's, if that's that my console kid. would have been in the garbage right there. Yeah. It just would have been done. <laughs> what do you think, Bill? I think that's, um, uh, I could easily see my mother doing that um, for any of us kids. It, had we done something like that, she'd say, well, that's just kids being kids. I think that's a natural mother thing. But I think it's, you know, the parents need to take an active role in my educating the kids. My dad would have ran me over with the car. <laughs> just... Like, the shame. I mean, apparently yeah. you escaped jail on several occasions, so... <laughs> there were right. that, that would not have been tolerated. One or two at occasions. Least, at least for me growing up. Yeah, where no, I got talked and, out of it. And unfortunately, this is where kids used to say shit and not get caught because it was not electronically documented. And yeah, now, now everything is, and now uh, everything is electronically documented, whether right. it be Facebook or Discord or whatever. In my in my day, you would say stuff like that on the playground, and there would be no consequences. No, because yeah. kids would be kids. But it's different now when it's written because right. you've gone through the trouble of writing it, and that's what these cops said. He went through the trouble of writing. Not, I've got access well, to my I'm not dad's. Lie, I'm actually glad there wasn't a lot of digital footprints for me when yeah. I was younger for the stupid things that I've said. I'm well, so and that's glad. the thing is that today. When you say stuff like that in an electronic form, the audience is much wider. And Whereas if you just say it amongst three or four friends yeah. on a and playground... there's like no way to tell if that person is an actual threat sure. or not. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because people will say, I'm going to stalk and kill you yeah. on Twitter, and then they'll send your home address yeah. to you. Yeah. Which is how that one kid went to jail, because... Very he, appropriately. Um, God, what the, the exact situation was, he reported to some legal system that this guy was a potential terrorist, a backlash while on a gaming chat. They stormed this guy's house in Kansas because the kid was in California, and he, like, somewhere, like, we better pull this up report. Is this that, like, swatting? He, the swatting. Swat, swatting. Yeah, swatting. And the, the guy got killed by yeah. the, the SWAT right. people who went in to oh, investigate that's right. this and that's, allegation. And that's, that's part of a problem on the, the police response on something and not validating to an extent what was going to happen when they breached and went into that home. But how quick, how long, the first time how long should they take to they validate? Don't, they don't have to take long. No. It's just so they, like, in that scenario, some just validation. from a, No, some in validation, that, in that scenario, but you also understand their yeah, scenario the way that they're supposed to be trained because this has come up before when swatting first yes. became a thing is they've fucked up essentially if they've gone into that situation and somebody ends up dying yeah that whole that whole way that's no. supposed to play out is no one should end up getting hurt no. in any police altercation that is ultimately the goal 
you would so think. That's, that's why, like, as soon as a weapon's been fired or whatever, you're now on desk duty until an investigation's been done or whatever. Right. It should never come out, regardless of what the threat is. That's why you see the standoffs or someone barricades themselves in their house or what have you, and it goes on for hours because ultimately their goal is to get a peaceful resolution. Right. So I get frustrated when I see that, and there's a swatting incident, and now there's backlash against, you know, the person who called it in. Uh, wrongly so, but I'm also equally frustrated that someone ended up dying as a result right? because it never should have gotten to that no, point. Because there's faults on a couple of sites there, so I just want to wait that there's is an, there's a problem with the fact that someone died there. Right, because there should be no issue. Like reported. Because obviously this person was not a criminal, mm -hmm. so why did these cops go in their guns blazing without verifying how legitimate is this going to be? Yeah. yeah. Well, I think part of that is, you know, um, it's that whole thing where people are, are led by the discussion down a particular path to the exclusion of other paths, and they think they're going into a violent situation, and so they're prepared for violence. And, and I go Yeah, and, and there's being prepared, but there's also just assuming that that's what's... what. Right. And I think that's what that's they're what doing, they're, right, yeah. because of what, what they think the scenario is. Mm -hmm. They're expecting violence, and when you expect stuff like that, that's typically what happens, mm -hmm. right? And when our you're police are trained for violence and not de-escalation. Sure. Which is a discussion for an entirely different podcast, no, but I it, guess. But it goes back, I yeah. don't think it's the video games that are causing this. Oh, no. I, I think it's the temptation to commit violence is already there. It's already unrestricted. And this just happens to be the one medium it well, passed through. The other thing with even maybe getting away from the kids, because I, I remember a couple years ago I went to... I'm trying to think what it was. I went to a presentation that was, it was like geek culture and bullying or something, something of that mm -hmm. effect. But <clears throat> what it, <laughs> what it turned out to be mostly, was gaming culture and women. Yeah. And what was happening back then? I don't. I'm assuming it still is, to women programmers, women. Mm -hmm. uh, Columnists, I guess, whatever the gaming, for which was horrifying because I didn't know anything about that. Because mm -hmm. somebody outside that community, I didn't know any of this stuff was happening. Mm -hmm. That there were threats and people having to leave the city that they were born in, and this just how awful it. And those, I presume, almost all that's adult behavior. Uh, it's adult threats. I mean, I don't it's, know. It's it's kid to older kids to teens to some adults. It's, all, it's a lot of age range yeah, ranges from age like middle broad. schoolers to adults. But I don't know if it's things have been... The, 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 <laughs> the police showed them arresting the kid that threatened school shootings. But it seems to me like from what I saw, there was a lot of uh, the personal threats against other people and it, from what Especially I witnessed women, spe yeah. spe specifically women which is a strange thing to me um it's, nerd, nerds are weird and <laughs> backwards on that sometimes yeah. some nerds and yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that being some a black nerds, and white treat them the same as you would anyone giving a threat to blowing up a school or shooting a school uh bullying needs to be treated are. a lot more harshly than it is yeah. because right now if parents aren't going to take aren't going to take it into their own hands to dish out consequences then you know, do you start dishing out at the very least community service mandatory and all this other stuff to make it real mm -hmm. for these younger people? Because they can't grow grow up and think they're going to get into the workplace or whatever and be able to interact with people this way. It's 
Well, yeah, I they, think community service is a good cure for this. Okay, you shit talk because you hear other people getting away with shit talking. Yeah, <laughs> there's you, a you, way to shit talk without being no, yeah, I mean, awful about it. But I mean, okay, you you've said these terrible things about women to a woman and threatened to do God knows what, and now uh, so we're gonna go have you volunteer at a women's shelter to see what happens when people yeah. in terrible relationships have no alternatives. Mm-hmm. Like, just stuff like that. I think there's, like what? you said, there's a lot of work to be done. And uh, there could be community-oriented consequences that maybe don't involve police time, or, sorry, jail time, and we're making better citizens. So so what catches my ear pretty much over the last several minutes is, you know, with video games and violence in general, it's, it's a people issue. Yeah. yeah. It's not. It's not the games itself. We haven't been talking about a lot of the games and no. the violence in it or anything. It's it's the interactions that occur in the in the in the communication aspect in these games. Whether it's 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 you know over the chats or whatever. That's where we see a bulk of the problem. Because I've where we're mm-hmm. that yeah. Because I've played some of the worst video games from the beginning when they were outrageous from Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, name it like some of the Resident Evil some. Of the, Whatever I you want. My, I laugh my ass off in Mortal Kombat. Rip someone's head off. Yeah, yeah why they're spine and yeah. Right. I, I played a very awesome uh, par- game about parkour. I'm not a very good at parkour right now. <laughs> but I mean, what you do in the video game does not translate into what you can well, and, and, do or can and, do in real life. Yeah, Grand Theft Auto was one. Oh, yeah. 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 Going to the bus. I oh, my gosh. Activity, but... Grand Theft Auto made me feel that. guilty, like about it, it myself. Can. It can. That one's a pretty. Uh, that's a pretty rough one. From being right, able to so do whatever you want. I, I was playing. I had picked up uh, Grand Theft Auto Three, the first one I'd ever played, <laughs> and I stole a car. I ran over a little old lady, <laughs> stole her money, waited for the ambulance to arrive, stole the ambulance. And then ran over the paramedics and the little old lady again. And that actually made me feel bad enough to stop playing the game. And I was like, okay, that was evil no matter how So were how we you seeing the real unfettered Seth in this whole... Uh... Well, I mean, if you did see that, you knew, like, it made me, like, feel bad, so I stopped playing. So... But, but it's like, it's... I mean, I just, you... you just gave me a... Is it the vision of... The priest and confessional and the kid now uh, <laughs> confessing all the horrible things he or she's done on video, video games. games. Well, will, you, will you guys absolve me of my sins? No. No, so take that to the next level. There's a kid who purposely bullied another kid on Instagram or posted lies about someone on Facebook and they're going to their priest and confessing, I did this thing. Or, I mean, but it's like, if it wasn't that, it was yellow journalism. It was rumors. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's there's actions like what we're talking about. Uh, so, school shootings are something different. Obviously, that's a whole other level of violence that we haven't seen yet. But, I mean, a lot of the stuff we're talking about, it's it's been in other forms through other mediums. But it, because it's video games and it's newer... That's what people want to highlight. Oh, it's because of video well, games. Well, I guarantee but, you, rape has been around a lot more longer than video games, and I don't right. think we can blame it on that. So, um, right. right. Yeah, it's, it's it goes beyond that. I think it's just about consequences and, 
you know, it's the individual. It's the individual's fault. Yes. Uh, yeah. And so, something else, like, I want to get to talk about before we're done here is esports. Yeah. Like, the rise of esports and... Yeah. Like, and that kind of... E, yeah, so there's an argument today on esports. So why don't you explain esports for our, our listeners who may not know? Yeah, me. <laughs> sure, you know, it's it's basically a gaming category for any other sport category that you have out there today. So much like you have your football and your, your teams and everything, they're going to go play, get ranked, and get to the top. Mm-hmm. There's an esports category for that, whether it's strategy games like your, your StarCraft esports yep. um, or anything. It's who's the best player out there, who's... Who's going to take home that bucket of money or whatever that is at the end bitches, of the year? All the and bitches. All the bitches. <laughs> um, esports will fill stadiums. It yeah. will. Like, it, really? it actually fills oh, stadiums. Yeah. And this has been around for a long time. Starcraft. Not in the U.S., yeah. but in um, Korea. Um, Starcraft is like the nat- is, a national sport. Yeah, it's like a national sport out there, and it's been like that for People decades. People have died so from they, thirst and well, starvation. So they go to a stadium, yeah. and what is there, like big screens? Yeah, so you got your big screens around and everything, the, and you got your two or three or however many players in a tournament down there in the down center, in the center. Yeah. gaming away. 8 p.m. Let me tell you about 8 p.m. Actions per minute. <laughs> Starcraft is a big thing. Get your 8 p.m.s up. Huh. So I had a um, guy, Dong, <laughs> Dong Jung Kim was dude, his name. Dude, my hand doesn't work South anymore. Korea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> room with me. Hour straight. Room with me in uh, college for a bit. Played StarCraft hardcore. When we say room, he slept on the couch. He didn't actually if, live if in that was dorm sleeping. room. He was the, he was no, the kind of guy that wasn't. maybe had a little bit of health issues oh, okay. uh, from not sleeping enough, and yeah. would his body would just stop moving <laughs> while he's playing. Doesn't his doesn't work doesn't anymore. anymore. Oh, jeez. Um, but he would push us pretty good to where you know I could do a one v five and. And StarCraft and, and decimate most people as long as they weren't actually as good as your your average uh, Korean Korean <laughs> playing the game. Huh. Uh, but uh, he pushed you pretty hard. But there's, I mean, there's stats and everything. You know, get your actions per minute up. You should be over like 120 actions per minute. Every over 9,000. Now, actions you know, per minute is what? Is your clicking, your assigning of hotkeys, oh, moving your. Okay. So you're you're almost moving your army. You're making you're making units almost real time. You're constantly doing something. If you're idle. Yeah. You're losing, okay. and in some of these esports game, it's I mean that's that's how much you have to move. You, yeah, you should you've be got, constantly every three seconds building units. Yeah, you've got huh. players who are taking hundreds of action, doing hundreds of things per minute. Wow, mm-hmm. I think upwards of like like two, three hundred plus. It's a little nuts, but they're constantly moving. So if, if you're ADHD, moving, you might have an advantage in this. No, no, no. If you're ADHD, you're far too distracted by colors and things. Oh. <laughs> you <laughs> almost have to, like, yeah. you have to, to do be this focused. properly, you almost have to, like, zen out and, like, take in the whole screen at the same uh. time and just be be able to, like, have your brain halfway across the map doing something else while you're running a battle at the same time. Yeah. So that, that's been and, geeking out a little bit on the StarCraft yeah. side specifically. Um, it brings back some memories there on the eSports. But mm-hmm. it's a pretty big stadium thing. For a while, your internet cafes where people can come in and they can game. That's been a thing in, in Korea for a long time. We're just starting yeah. to get that stuff built out here. But people have died, to yes. be clear, in those places because they forget to eat. They don't go to the bathroom. They, they don't, don't drink, drink water. water. Um, and they'll die right there in but the I spot. But, I mean, how many people do that with sports? Like, how many people it's, kill themselves it, training? Yeah, it's a- exactly. So, it, you know, eSports is, you know, the gaming gaming aspect of every other sport that we already have today. There's okay. nothing to... To me, too special about the category. It's weird to some people because 
there's an argument over is it really a sport? Is it really physically? And then we're like, how dare are you? Are you an actual athlete? But I mean, some of these guys got track suits that they bring to the stadium. So Jeez. I mean, they're decked out. They got their cool chairs. Taking uh, performance enhancing drugs. They're on Adderall. Drugs. No. Um, Get your thinking faster. Caffeine. And that's but that's allowed. I mean, I don't think it's venue. been around enough to where they're going to yeah, do dope tests right now. Sporting, but maybe it depends on the venue. Yeah. How did that guy last sixteen young, hours without so. taking a break? Right. Yeah. You know, right. it's still fairly a fairly. It is. Young, it's it's uh, young here. Yeah. Okay. In our in our culture here, but okay. I wanted to emphasize when we mm-hmm. talk about esports, it's not new. It's been around, just not as part of our culture. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, and the, uh, Starcraft's not the only thing. There's mm-hmm. plenty of other games that are actively developed and made to be esports mm-hmm. to appeal to that demographic and specifically be good for people who can just like play it casually like I might or who would or for these professional teams who have sponsorships owners mm-hmm. and like sign players that they sign on after college and some colleges even no, have their own esports No, not even before college. Team. That yeah. kid I was talking to about, well, he didn't have to go to college. Well, we, we have a he famous person right here in Lincoln, Nebraska, who's big on gaming. Um, I'll have to go back. We actually have someone homegrown here that's really, really big into gaming. Huh. Um, he's been on the news a couple times now, and he's been doing it for a few years. Really? Um, that's... Yeah, they just did another article on him a few months ago because he signed on for something else. But it's like they don't have to go to college. They don't have to get a degree. When you're making well over six figures gaming, yeah. like, what's, why? Why would but you But how long does that, that last? That was the dream how for long me. Can they, how well, long can they stay at that level? It, well, they well, they become now. a gaming coach, right? What's that? Yeah, they become a coach. You become a business authority. Yeah, yeah, okay. I mean, it's this. It's your almost the working. same like yeah. Uh, yeah. career trajectory as a uh, regular player. Regular right, player, you become a coach. You become a sure. sportsman. You go into the development of future <laughs> games. Consultation, yeah. sponsor. I mean, it's you. That's just it. It's like one. You're probably gonna last a lot longer than a lot of football players. That's true. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So we, brain damage. We don't get quite so many concussions playing Star. Right. No, we we Not have a none, local. You're right. just less. Yeah, we have a local. <laughs> Gamer here, made famous through uh, Fortnite. Uh, the, the guy's name is Benjamin Lupo. His online moniker is Dr. Lupo. But he did a uh, fundraising thing uh, this past holiday for St. Jude's Research Hospital and raised over $600,000. Wow. Yeah. Huh. And his income, I think, I, you know, had to have been like at least close to a million or something. But they talked about him a little while back, and he was brought up again for doing some charity things locally. But... That's a reality for some well, people yeah. when it comes to the esports. Well, yeah. Are they and, backed uh, by brands now? now? They yeah. are paid like athletes. And mm-hmm. a lot of yeah. a lot of them will have the Twitch uh, streaming channels where they have people who subscribe to them, which yep. involves giving them like five dollars a month or whatever, mm-hmm. or they the have advertisers like, pay for uh, advertisers, advertisers or merchandise. They'll make T-shirts. Yeah. Microsoft's There's a way to been make bringing a living people in now. And Microsoft's got a gaming platform uh, for streaming. Um, Apologize to blank on the name, but they recently took a really big um, Twitch star okay. uh, and basically paid him reportedly a crap ton of money to come over to their platform. Huh. And it was an easy way to buy your subscribers at that point. Right. Come here for the first thirty days for free, and then mm-hmm. it's two ninety nine or whatever that money is a month to continue following this gamer on this platform. Huh. Um, and that that's a thing now, where where you're now. To be traded amongst these companies who, you know, are buying up these because you're an players, influencer because you're an influencer, they can get you onto their platform and therefore revenue. And in esports or the gaming is only like 10, 
maybe 15% of Microsoft's revenue, but they're now dumping millions into it because it is a consistent, you know, I'm surprised they didn't just try and buy Twitch or something like that, but Twitch Amazon owns Twitch. They're not Amazon. Yeah, so Amazon's not, not going to let it go. So Amazon made, um, Microsoft. Did, now did Amazon buy Twitch when it was growing then? Or did, yes. Okay, so Amazon made the right It was a fairly recent well, move. Cow. Okay. To be Cash sure, cow. Bezos has a lot of money to pay to his ex, so. Yes. I yeah. mean, it's so I, I'm not on Twitch, so for anybody listening that's not familiar mm-hmm. with Twitch, it's a subscription platform. Is that uh, what it's it is? So what it is initially, yeah. It's, yeah. So uh, what you can, it's basically a platform for various people to stream their stream themselves playing games and it or doesn't doing have to be whatever. Games, it's mostly yeah. games. It's like over ninety percent games. Yeah, that's it how it got started. And it's and it's you're joining it not necessarily to play a game against other people, but to watch people. To watch. Yeah. It's an entertainment outlet for games. Okay. So, so people YouTube, have a separate gaming platform. They're connecting it to Twitch. Right, it was dedicated. So Twitch's, Twitch's popularity came from connecting the gamers better than YouTube ever could mm. through a, a live stream. So Twitch's gain was the platform. Okay. You know, Whether it's your phone, your desktop, uh, your PlayStation, your Xbox, you can sign on to Twitch and you can within a second you can you know search for a keyword for a game or something like that. What game you find want somebody watch. playing live and jump right in, and they can interact with you, they can chat with you. So you're uh, playing the you game want. with them, or no, you're no, just no, no, no. chatting you're playing, with them you're just while, chatting they're with them. Yeah. while they're playing. While they're playing, I'll show you. I've got some highlights mm-hmm. that I can show you after okay. this, and All right. they're fun ones. So okay. you can probably. But like yeah, them. that that grew Twitch and some of the people's popularity there, and then what you're seeing is. Um, you got your your Microsoft coming out with their streaming platform now to get gamers onto that. And, and so I'm envisioning it there, in my but... mind like a Netflix for gaming. Kind yeah, of, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. And because some okay. of them are recording, you can come back and watch past ones or whatever oh, okay. anytime. So gotcha. out of curiosity, I was curious if anyone did like Final Fantasy once, like a few mm. months ago. I went back and uh, there's one YouTuber that literally gets him and a bunch of his friends. They sit on a couch yeah. and they play through Final Fantasy and there's commentary and everything around it. Oh. And they play as long as they can, sometimes up to like 20 plus hours. Holy and geez. they'll just stream all the so, way through it. Wow. And that to me was just oddly engaging. I never went back to watch it, but out of curiosity, anytime I can jump in and do that. I could also do the same on YouTube. But had I been there live, I could ask questions. I could go back and forth. Yeah. So, uh, so that content that they're creating—that's stored on the Twitch network. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And are you? So you're paying a fee per month to be on there? Or do you I, pay? For some, for some are not. I want to yeah. say not all are free. So okay. some are paid only, um, or to get their exclusive content or something. And that like includes that. a certain yeah. amount of storage, or unlimited? I'm not sure. Yeah, I've I'm never not sure how that. They, out. Yeah, I haven't done it okay. from like a. So Twitch a contributor, content contributor, yeah, okay. like one of the big things that I watch is called Desert Bus for Hope, which is coming up this year. Okay, and there it's all set up around the loading ready run crew that I was telling you about. They found uh, there's a game that was an ad, uh, kind of like an add-on for a Penn and Teller game back 20, 10, 15 <laughs> some years ago. That was just it's just all the game is is driving from. Like Las Vegas to Reno in <laughs> real time. Oh, jeez. So what they do is they play this game and they're taking donations for the whole time. And the more people donate, the longer they have to play the game. Oh, really? Oh, and the whole time they they're like doing sketch comedy and oh, taking uh, audience requests of weird things they can do, huh. doing like coming out and doing things in like costume all the while somebody has to drive this stupid bus. Oh, yeah. And it's okay. it's a real time drive, so it's like however many miles between Las Vegas and whatever the yeah. destination is, they have to drive that out in real time. Oh my god. 
Wow. It's actually game. Can get interesting. Wow. And, but and it's fun. It's yeah. a lot of fun because they have like all these things arranged to do. They have yeah. uh, prize drawings. And... So it's just kind of fun to sit there and watch and see all the different shit and, that happens. Yeah. The... And yeah. over the years, they've raised like, uh, I, I want to say over $10 million for wow. charity. It's crazy to think what kind of money is out there. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I have much some money. YouTubers I know that, that aren't like the biggest YouTubers out there, but they do charity stuff and they raise several thousand dollars every time they do it. Wow. Which I guess is one thing that, that I've enjoyed seeing out of it is a lot of them that are sincere and, and, and have that, that capability and that power to draw on that money. Yeah. It's not all about them and their income. They'll they'll pick a charity at least a couple times a year and they'll host an overnight gaming event yeah. where they're playing Fortnite or whatever and they'll raise up money for a local charity and donate. Well, that nice. I've seen has been a pretty consistent trend and I've yeah. actually enjoyed it. Like I mentioned just a few minutes ago with the, the local person we have here has done the same thing for, for St. Jude's. Right, so a lot right. of them... A lot of them do do that. It's a quick way to just get cash in for that, and yeah. it, it takes time doing what they do every day. Huh, nice. So last year alone, Desert Bus for Hope raised $730,099. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, huh. I mean, there's, there's a lot of good that can come from gaming because it connects people. It gets them to problem solve and, and just provide experiences that maybe... They can't afford in real life. Yeah. Now I don't know that I myself, on on the specific topic of esports, would find myself in a stadium to go watch that or ever pay right. for that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's too convenient to be anywhere to watch it, whether that's on my phone or and not or have whatever, to go to a not stadium have to go to it and pay sure. yeah. whatever that premium is yeah. and then pay my twenty dollars for my my meal or right ten dollars for the beer <laughs> assuming you're gonna eat and drink right assuming i'm gonna <laughs> eat and drink there or whatever it's, yeah. it's too convenient for me to be in my yeah. own home to but the, do the it same thing yeah. is true for actual sports i mean uh, yeah that, i would true, rather but... see ufc from twin peaks enjoying the scenery <laughs> right, than yeah. i would I, I having to watch the fight <laughs> through the cage right in real life right, no right i do what i want now, <laughs> let me ask this. So I know that in some games, there's a lot of in-game purchases where you can buy stuff to help mm-hmm. you in the game. How prevalent is that? And it's it had. I think it's already had its heyday. So, okay. uh, what thank we, you, Star Wars Battlefront. What we <laughs> what we saw is what what the previously big or what it started off as is like these in-game purchases for additional content, and that's mm-hmm. still going. Like okay. you'll purchase additional like parts of the story for a game and it's a way it let's i view it kind of largely as a way for them to uh like because game purchase or game development the cost have skyrocketed so much but we still only want to pay x amount for a game Mm. so you're provided with a core experience that's supposedly complete but they can put out some more content for it supplemental and kind of so it's not a great thing that i approve of what was really the problem was uh these purchases that would affect gameplay with Uh, a base the pay to win you would pay five dollars for a boost to your damage or something for x number of days right uh and then what was really coming about and being a problem is loot boxes yeah Mm -hmm. where which are You'll, you'd buy something and you'd get five randomized items from the game. Usually cosmetic, usually Gambling. not, usually not uh, things that would affect gameplay, like a different skin for a character or something. Oh, okay. But Bikinis it, it, it for is. your female characters. It did start characters. getting to the point where it was affecting mm-hmm. gameplay, which is where we started seeing some of the backlash, though. Yeah, and it, it's... Uh, 
And it's the sort of thing that uh, uh, they actually, it's called a gotcha system sometimes, which <laughs> is outlawed, well, a cer certain s forms of this were outlawed in Japan because they're addicting just like gambling. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You and get, you get bad enough to where laws were proposed here and even in the UK and different parts of the world mm. over the last two, three years, it got so bad in some games because the games were released to where loot boxes and other things were really the only way to, to achieve a win or be fulfilling in the game. And that was not a lot of them, but some of the big names out there, your, your EA is particularly, was particularly bad with it. Mm -hmm. um, so they got you uh, and got you hooked on the game. But the they only got way you hooked on the game, really but it became get... like, unless you devoted 20, 30 hours a week for six months or gave me $50 right now, gotcha. you know, you're not going to get you're a, not gonna this get character. Ahead. You're not going to be able to unlock something. Yep. Right. Um, and it's a uh, Sorry. Do I no, no. You survive, uh, 10, 10, 15 years ago, I uh, had a neighbor, neighbor's that were from Canada, and so she was working as an accountant here, but he didn't have his, he couldn't work here. Okay. Mm -hmm. So he was playing video games and selling video game weapons. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Probably so, Diablo 2 or something, something like, like that. Yeah, yes. so he was, he was claiming he was making, you know, 100, 200 a day. I mean, yeah, that's oh, so easily that's doable. Would earn by playing, you would earn certain things in the game, but then you can mm -hmm. sell those. Sell them on a third-party market. Yeah. yeah. Uh, World of Warcraft had that issue for a while. You can get you can get but platinum or gold. I mean, Diablo too. That was a huge issue. So, paying people for so it. So how did that work? I mean, was that actually in the game? You make the payment, but then how does the person I mean, you'd actually? S you'd sell it. You'd do something like sell it on eBay or yeah. something. Yeah. Or yeah. a third-party system, like that. whatever. Then they'd meet you'd you in the game and exchange it. Yeah. Uh, that's know. not a problem so much anymore. It's no, it's the it's the gotcha gambling system that and it's no different like, than like on your iOS games or your, your Apple or your Android games yeah. where you where there's the game's free to play but yeah. you always get hit. Hey, for ninety nine cents or for a dollar ninety nine, yep. you can get this and continue playing for another two hours or something uh, like that. It's and a, like there's a game I play called uh, Fire Emblem Heroes mm -hmm. where it's all about uh, collecting these heroes and he the rarer the hero, uh, the stronger your team will be. And so you can either, you can still do the gotcha draw for free if you play enough in-game, but you can also shell out $100 and uh, get mm -hmm. a bunch more draws and have a, a lot more chance to get those uh, special heroes. Yeah. And so that free-to-play game or that 1999 game or whatever it costs has now cost you 100 to 150. Yeah. Yeah, and wow. so like a lot of these games, they don't count on the casual player like me. They count on the what's the what they call whales, the person who will come in and, and will drop a couple hundred sure. dollars because mm -hmm. they've got money to burn. Yeah. Yep. And that's where they make their real money from the game and how it keeps getting new content. And like that's, that's a system that can work out. You can make that system work out if you like give these give your pl normal players enough rewards and sure whoever's gonna as long as you know you don't make uh, it's not abusive. Yeah. Like there have been certain game models that are just like hitting you up for money every five minutes right. and you, someone's kid can spend a couple thousand dollars right. on their parents credit card without 
really knowing what they're doing. And that's, uh, right. like, that sort of system for microtransactions is abusive. Uh, gotcha systems that really play on, uh, play on the gambling addiction mechanics, mm -hmm. those are abusive because we really understand, we understand really well how to addict someone sure. to gambling now. Like right. a lot of the a lot of machines in Vegas, like the the uh, video poker machine or the video machines, are built with these mechanics in mind. They know right. what the perfect like combination combination of win. of win and loss is to just keep you paying money right. again. Right. And right. that's the sort of things that are abusive, and they're trying to cut back, trying to yeah. regulate. Right. Well, and I imagine now with uh, a lot of these uh, major internet companies collecting more statistics on individuals, right. mm -hmm. it's easier for that information to be used to target people that are more susceptible to that type of thing as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, uh, I think we've, I think we're, yeah, yeah, I think we're over time already. It's uh, three ten, three ten. So we we don't ever really stop on time, do we? No, we don't. Uh, you know, a girl can dream, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Keep dreaming, Jenna. <sighs> well, that's yeah. good. That means we had a good discussion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think this I, was really I good. Yeah, yeah, I think yes. it's important because uh, I think it's safe to say video games are not going anywhere. Right. I think they do serve an important role in terms of just exposing people to good storylines, alternative ideas, art, music. Mm -hmm. Um, oh, such but it, good music sometimes. I know, such great music. And, we'll have to continue but, the video games yes, and music. I could but talk about video game music yeah. forever. It's, uh, it's also because it is so new, it wants to be a scapegoat for violence. And mm -hmm. I think it covers the fact of humans going to be violent no matter what. Yep. It's just finding the outlet, and we can't blame the outlet as much as the root problem. So. Right. right. All right. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us. I uh, hope you enjoyed discussion. the episode. Uh, you know, check out our website, galacticdriftwood.space. Uh, visit us on YouTube, iTunes.com, Switcher, or Twitch. <laughs> Stitcher. Stitcher. Switcher. Subscribe. <laughs> subscribe. Yeah, like, subscribe. Like. Comment. Please leave us a review. Uh, definitely comment. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear what your favorite games are, and maybe next time we talk about video games, we'll talk about that. It's true. What do, what do you want to hear us talk about? Yeah. All right. Well, thank you all. We'll see you next time. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening to this episode of the Galactic Driftwood Podcast. For more information and past episodes, please visit our website at galacticdriftwood.space or subscribe to us on YouTube. And now, please deactivate your cranial downlinks, collect your towels, and be sure to watch your step as you exit our gravity well. <laughs>